cup coffee in here, please. You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Come on, get some coffee. Want some coffee? Okay, this guy needs coffee and cooler stack. Damn good coffee and hot. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Toffee Coffee Cast, where we talk everything film, TV, video games, and conspiracy theories. I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm your host, Reese Jones. And today we are reviewing um, probably the most, one of the most violent films I've ever seen and one of the most <laughs> insane action films ever. It is the man from the brilliant, crazy mad mind of james gunn is the suicide squad oh there's the suicide squad the uh, this is definitive suicide squad film it's got the this so is it, what yeah suicide squad should have been this definitely is, yeah brilliant and i mean yeah, yeah. i think like it's nice to sort of like say for the, at the start that our views aren't really skewed by saying like oh you know well anything from the original would be you know a step up because this is a totally different beast. Yeah, you look at like Suicide Squad, um, twenty sixteen, I believe, and it was, it was, um, it was like I remember, like we des- we described the original Justice League as a bit of a Frankenstein's monster sort of movie. I I really think that Suicide Squad twenty sixteen is is a similar beast. Yeah, that yeah, y- you know, like you had Aya's direction, but then there was a lot of like um, studio interference, blah blah blah. So then obviously. You know, people didn't like it. It was a bit hodgepodge, whatever, right? But then you look at the Suicide Squad um, with James Gunn and it was what they were going for originally. You, you know, because with the, all the sort of like, you know, the, the jukebox sort of like soundtrack with the Suicide Squad 2016, that was heavily inspired. You know, it was just like a, a mm. lift really off... Uh, James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. So by bring uh, by Warner Brothers bringing in James Gunn, you know, to helm the Suicide Squad, it was a masterstroke. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it, it, I wouldn't say there's a heavy reliance on soundtrack in this, but there, but there is a very good soundtrack, original soundtrack, and featured songs. It's very good, and the cast yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, we were um, we'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, yes, but you you summed up pretty perfectly. And I mean, if you guys have not seen this in cinemas, please watch it. Watch in cinemas. it. Watch it's, it. It's a film that is good in the cinemas. Not really. You can watch at home, but I reckon need a big screen for it. Yeah. Uh, those of you who have HBO Max, because in Britain we don't have it yet, still, which is pretty annoying. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you can find us on Instagram at uh, instagram.com slash of coffee cast and mine the Reese's main uh, accounts Bolts97 and Reese B. Jones follow us on Facebook at the Hoffy Coffee Cast and email us thehoffycoffeecast at gmail.com uh, give a like and a follow we much appreciated so um, so before we start I reckon we should talk about a bit of news because we haven't done that in, in a while yeah. I mean uh, a lot has actually happened this week I mean yeah, there's stuff we can cover, or even last week, because I don't think we talked about any news last week. But um, there's a few things we can talk about. Uh, I mean, we're going to have timestamps anyway, so if you guys want to jump straight onto the Suicide Squad review, uh, be my guest. Uh, but but uh, this is something that me, me and uh, Reese have just 
starting to do really just talking about um any like, news or video games tv films whatever um anything you want to start off with uh welsh um i think something this week that's been big in the news is the price of the um the new star wars hotel that's for, for what they sort of get they don't think it's that um you know they don't think it's sort of like proportionate to what the experience is but then again it's probably very immersive you know like the actual um uh, galaxy's edge um experience so you know i mean that'd be quite cool i've heard like you can sort of like you can choose to either be a goodie or a baddie i think it'd be quite good especially if you've got kids but um Spend yeah, I mean, like, get, get, get into so much debt just like a pinch of kids <laughs> hey but it's Star Wars right <laughs> oh yeah 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 um, one thing um, I want to talk about I mean this came out last week but uh, I would love, love to pick it up is the first reveal we got for uh, Amazon Lord of Rings series coming out uh-huh, yes September next year is it an actual date or is it just September uh, I think it was it was um, September 22nd I believe Oh, and we get a picture of what looks like Gondolin as well. Um, um, right. I, I, I sent over um, a message to you, right? I thought it was Gondolin. It might not. be Valinor, uh, the home of the gods. Right, okay, okay. Um, in the distance, you can see um, the trees. It's, yeah, I know about the trees, and I thought the trees were in Gondolin, but um, they're not. Oh, they were. Oh, I, I really need to brush up my history on the Silmarillion. Yeah, I need to as well. I, I want to be that that person. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm actually, like, have you ever read the Silmarillion? You know, I want to. I want to be that <laughs> that person. But um, it looks pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. The the city certainly looks like Gondolin, and the, and the character in the foreground, um, it's got quite short hair, so I can't really tell if it's a man or a woman or or I, an elf. I, I made a running joke. It was like, oh, this is like. Um... Multiverse. Oh, look! It's uh, Director <laughs> Krennic is like. <laughs> oh, it does, coat. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It especially that scene from like, I think it was one of the initial trailers for Rogue One. Like, oh god, mm. that's a good movie. Of like him like walking along like the beach, like in, in like the shallows. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that that was that was like that was cut from the actual movie as well. Like, I mean, damn. Apparently, start this. They finished filming now, so. We mm. might get a trailer maybe end of this year, begin of next year. Um, yeah. I don't know if Amazon's got any big uh, co- you know, uh, co- conventions on where they're going to show off. You know, could yeah. we? Could the boys supposed to come out this year? But there's no date oh, yeah. for it yet. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm really hyped. There's, there's a lot of like good Welsh actors going to be that are, that are cast in um, yeah in Amazon's Lord like the uh, Middle Earth what, show. What they're doing is what like they're doing with these big big budget kind of uh, shows is they are bringing in some like veteran actors, but then they're bringing yeah. in a lot of new ones. And like, that's pretty much what they did with game of Thrones yeah. because yeah. apart from Ned's Sean Bean and Lena Headley, like the other ones weren't that kind of well-known, especially yeah. the Stark children. Um, yeah. I mean, so I, this... I think it's like by the end, like the, their prices were just extortionate when they, mm. so mm. bringing in like, Unknown but versatile actors is is obviously the way they go. That's like um, Moravith um, Clark, yeah, um, yeah, who's... a Welsh actress. She's being she's cast as Gladriel, which I'm I'm really pleased to to hear because she, she's a an exceptional actress. She was in she was um, Saint Jude, Saint Maud, Saint Maud, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, that, that was mental. Uh, so we've got here. We've uh, looking at the cast. So uh, yeah, mm. we've got um, Peter Mullen. 
I mean, Peter yeah. Mullen is like is a great actor. He's just, he appears in like everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, David Daniel Weirman. Um, he's uh, he's been a bunch of stuff. Um, there was oh, who's um, Lenny Henry. That's it. That's yeah, the, like that's I good. wonder if he's going to play like a a comedic sort of part. I reckon he's going to be a serious one. I think he's going to be like hmm, a political figure or something. Like that. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. Um, and we got um, Robert Ahmad uh, Aramayo, who yeah. played young Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. So yeah, this is good. This is going to be if it's ju- developed by JD Payne, Patrick McKay. Um, produced by J.A. Bay, um, Bayona, who uh, directed one of the Jurassic World films. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. A second season was officially ordered, but one of the downsides is Sauron will not be making an appearance. So that's quite I think that makes sense. I, yeah, I think, I yeah. think it's going to focus on um, maybe the kin slaying of like the, the, essentially like the civil war between the elves. Maybe we, we'll, we'll even see Feanor, the Dark Elf. But, That'd be well, pretty cool. The, but this is going to be set in the Second Age. The Second Age is massive. Yeah. What exactly yeah. are they going to be? Is it going to be set during the Second I Age? I mean, what? Like the thing is, like if if the characters are going to be maybe maybe it's going to focus on the elves, and because the elves, you know, are very long lived, they're immortal. Um, you know, it, it, the first season could span hundreds, if not thousands, of years. I mean, they they say Sauron will not make an appearance, right? Have they said anything about Morgoth? You know, the oh. original Dark Lord. Wait, doesn't Morgoth die like the end of the first? No, day, he, he, he he doesn't die. So, um, uh, even up until the Lord of the Rings, he's trapped in a uh, an essentially like a like an interdimensional prison where he cannot escape, and Sauron was uh, was put there with him, but Sauron lied to the to the uh, uh, I forget what the gods are called. The not the Vanir, um, well, whatever like the gods are called. He lied to them and he said he he'll be, you know, he's um, oh, what's the term? You know, he he he's oh, I I I see the light. You know, I I want to be good again. So naturally, he escaped to Middle Earth and he became the new Dark Lord. Right. Okay. That's but yeah. So up until so even when they destroy the rings, Morgoth is trapped in this like. Uh, imagine a sort of like a purgatory sort of like dimension. It's um, it'd be really cool to see like a, a different sort of like type of Dark Lord. I think eventually we'll see the forging of the Great Rings, but that'll be like down the line because uh, they'll have to introduce Celebrimbor. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Sauron's influence over them. Um, I'm just having a look at yeah. this actually. Uh... Do you want to sort of like a same creative direct, uh, sorry, an artistic direction as uh, Peter Jackson, or do you want a, a new sort of like um, a new sort of like design for you? You know, like you see like the elves, and the el- elven armor is very organic looking. It's very elegant, and there's no straight lines. Whereas yeah. you see the dwarves, and it's very geometric. Um, you know what I mean? Like, do you want to sort of like go the same route, or are you looking for something uh, uh, fresh? What I really would like is them to stick to this depiction in the the book law. To be honest, mm. I don't I don't want them to go completely different because the sake of being different. Um, okay, yeah. Because I feel like um, <laughs> I'm going to get some a little bit disagreement here, but Lord of the Rings <laughs> fans 
Tolkien fans are very much they like treat the books like you know a bible and stuff like that which yeah they are some of the best pieces of fantasy literature or just literature in general I, it um, is the epitome of of western so fantasy, in my opinion. so they will be on alert for anything that does not you know seem right or kind of goes away from kind of like tolkien's vision yeah like deviations that. Yeah. like i mean when they mentioned about the nudity and sex scenes in the show it's like i mean <sighs> it doesn't need no like it doesn't, no you know, the thing is like with tolkien's literature it's chaste you know it's very it's romantic you know you read like um uh you know aragon sorry aragon and arwen or um oh, what was the original aragon and arwen oh damn it what what are they called a baron and luthien yeah you know, yeah you read like anything and it's ultra romantic you know it's true love but it's no sort of like you know like there's no smut <laughs> but i but, I, uh, I have yeah. high hopes because the amount of money they're putting in yeah it's like what was it it came under 465 million um damn for, yeah, yeah, four hundred sixty-five million just for the first season. That's gonna be Jeez. nuts. Uh, so dollars, Amazon's putting uh, putting a lot of chips behind there. Hmm. I think this is going to try to be really good if they get it right, and I think they yeah. will get it right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it's early days yet. We just got like an image, and we yeah. don't even know when this is going to be set. It could be a lot of like flashbacks and stuff like that. Like it could, yeah, you know, it'll be a bit all over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, another thing I want to talk about is, which is quite interesting, another piece of news, is um, the casting of Blue Beetle. Um, Blue Beetle? No you know, way! Blue, no Blue Beetle. Yeah. Call, and do you know who's going to play him? Who? Uh, Zolo Maridinha, who played... Oh, um, um, yeah, from uh, from Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. That's He's perfect. It's apparently he's been close to being cast, so I think he's pretty much when someone's close to being cast, they're pretty much cast. Yeah, that is uh, awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. They've got a showrunner, yeah, or um, or a director. I think it's a film. um, Okay, Um, it's because there's also news that apparently um, A.K. Simmons' return as Jim Gordon for the Batman Batgirl film Um, that's going to be coming out on HBO Max. So that, these could be set in the MCU, um, but they're going to be on HBO Max instead. Maybe on like a shorter budget, but yeah. So you know, back and forth and stuff like that. So uh, let's have a look. Um, Jeffrey Wright, he's um, he's also been cast as uh, Batman in. Uh, we... I'm not sure if it's like an an audio thing or like an animated thing, but he's he's going to voice Batman, which I, I'm pretty pumped. That's going to be cool. He's got um, a cool voice. So it's going to be Gareth Dunet, our coach, a screenwriter, and Angel Manuel Soto would direct it. And he has done. Uh, let's have a look. He's done a lot of. Um, he's done this film, Charm King, uh, Charm City Kings, which I don't know about. But apparently, he's going to be directing another Transformers movie. So oh, another um, one. Uh, yeah, not another one. <laughs> But I mean, uh, I'm, look, I'm like, looking forward to this. Different stuff, shouldn't they? Like, I think yeah. they were going to do like Beast Wars or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. I'm. Um, so you were talking about uh, Blue Beetle. The DC movie I want to watch is Booster Gold. 
Bush the goat. What? Yeah. Isn't who's directing that? Um, apparently, IMDb says it's a Greg Berlanti. I've, I've, I'm not familiar with that name. Um, I mean, there, there's no news. I don't think as of yet, but uh, that's the Berlanti. film I want anyway. So we've got Batgirl, Blue yeah. Beetle, Bruce Gold, uh, Greg Berlanti. Have a look. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Oh, he's he's done right. he's done television work such as Dawson's Creek, You, Chilling Adventures, Sabrina. Um, so yeah, he's done. It's, it's yeah. Work. He's been it's a, a producer, work, a producer on The Flash, Green Lantern, the film, um, and Arrow. Yeah, yeah, uh, and um, he was a producer for Free Guy as well, and he wrote the story for Wrath of the Titans, where he's part of the team that wrote Wrath of the Titans. So this is going to be interesting. I don't know if this is going to... Yeah. Is this going to go to HBO Max? Probably, um, yeah. Probably. I think that's the direction um, Warner Brothers want to go now. Well, it's, it's kind but, of um, like, oh, let's have, like have low-budget films put on HBO Max and then do big-budget films, like, as I said, Suicide Squad, or maybe, like, you know, the Batman come out in cinemas and stuff like that. Or even, like, um, Black yeah. Adam, like, big, more big-budget ones. Because, I, yeah. you know, Batgirl... You could do it in like a very kind of cheap kind of budget. I mean, <laughs> they are. <laughs> oh, so Batwoman. Bat, no, Batgirl. It's Batgirl. Yeah. Um, so obviously, be it like, uh, was it Birds of Prey costs like what, 100 million? Yeah. You know, you can make that money back in like a weekend. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so I got another bit of news. Uh, the Bad Batch has been renewed for a second season. Which I'm pretty pumped. There was a good episode last night. The uh, the last but one. It was the, you know it's a two part finale. Uh, I enjoyed. Very cool. I mean we'll we'll probably talk about that next time. But uh, yeah, second season. I think we we were a bit um, apprehensive, weren't we, about whether it was going to be renewed? But uh, yeah, it's just, we've got it. I think by the time as it kept going, I was like, they got to renew it. Um, but I think with a bad batch, we're gonna probably see. More, it's might tie into Andor in a way. Um, yeah, I don't think the Bad Batch are going to appear in Andor, but it's going to probably leave. For example, the second season might end on something, and a, and Andor will take over and stuff like that. But Star Wars is going to be mad next year because what we got, we have got Andor, we have got Mandalorian season three, we've got Bad Batch season two, and then we've got Obi Wan Kenobi as well. And oh, uh, God, yeah, wait. so if there's anything else. Uh, let me know, but that's all I can remember right now. So it's going to be a good year. No, looking forward to that. From something, no, or protecting someone. <laughs> Kenobi. Oh God, okay, Sam Witwer voicing Maul is perfect. Do you know if they have, they have like some little like um, Easter egg of Maul in that show? They've got to have Sam. They, Witwer. they, 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 like, they like, will do. Maybe like a they Joker thing. Can you imagine yeah. like, like the Joker sort of like from Arkham um, Arkham Knight? He's sort of like he's haunting him. That'd be pretty. That'd be cool. interesting. That'd be yeah. Even though he don't even have to see Maul, you can just hear his voice. Yeah, I make him. You know, um, right. So let's. Uh, I think if any other news you want to talk about, but. Do you want to go straight on and talk about the Suicide Squad? Let's do it. I'm pumped. Let's go. Right, okay, okay. Ooh. Let's go Suicide Squad. So, um, yeah, this is probably one of my most anticipated uh, DC films, well, superhero films of this year. 
and I'm not gonna lie, did not disappoint. It's probably it's got I think it's got high rating, uh, critics rating in game. Really? Yeah. Which <laughs> I thought like this is pretty good, and I mean only James Gunn could make this work. To be honest, he's very distinct from like other directors and comes to Marvel films and stuff like that, and or indeed superhero films, not just Marvel. But I was listening to a podcast last night and about these two guys, and they were reviewing um, Suicide, the late Suicide Squad, and one of them was like, "Well, James Gunn, he has what he does is he gets these very obscure characters, like, and just make them really interesting, like characters that you will just be like, what, like, um, <laughs> like yeah. how is this going to work, and make them interesting." And he some like superheroes have got to films got to a point now where they become quite serious. And yeah. stuff like that, but then you got films like Deadpool or say um, Guardians that have made it a bit more comicy and less serious. Yeah. And Suicide Squad is like, yeah, this is a movie that is just going to be bonkers. Uh, there's, you know, the risks are going to be taken, and it's going to, you know, they're going to basically succeed. And yeah, this is going to be bonkers because it's this type of film you want. You know, the problem is with Suicide Squad in the original, the first one was because it tried to get too dark and a bit more. It was just really, really just badly done. It was trying to be very much like Zack Snyder esque to it, yeah. Which it doesn't make because the Suicide Squad are like just a bunch of crazy people that are just you know, as I said, bonkers. I'm probably going to use the word bonkers a lot this this uh, review <laughs> because this film is bonkers. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to go into spoilers, like you know, right now anyway, but. What was it? The first like five minutes, five ten minutes, like six of them die, and you're like, oh yeah. But it's like more, and like most of them die. But Spoilers. It's, <laughs> but it's like very realistic because I mean, the amount well, of time. Look at the I'm, name of the film. Yeah, Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, but also when you watch like stuff like Avengers and stuff, and you see all these characters survive. I mean, going back to Black Widow, where who in that film she seems to survive everything. Yeah. And with yeah. this, like, it, it doesn't feel like the tension's there. With this film, I felt the tension because, oh, literally, the first five, ten minutes, it literally, what, J- what James Gunn brilliantly does, it, it basically depicts that this is going to be a bloodbath. People, you know, uh, people are going to die, yeah? And, you know, we're not we're not saving people. Maybe, like, three or four people will be saved, but the majority are going to die. And it's just yeah, it's bonkers. Um, even like the beginning when like Weasel can't swim, it's like it's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny because like because it's, it's it's funny stuff like that. And these guys aren't like you know they're not. They, as I said, they're crazy. They're not kind of morally sensed or you know stuff like that. They're like you know they they don't go in with like a plan or anything. They just go in and do what they want. Yeah, you know, there's like yeah. yeah, there's like it's like leaving a bunch of kids. Playing yeah. the playground stuff like that, you know. You yeah, they got an order, I but say, like I was quite apprehensive because the 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 promotional stuff. So you know, like the, obviously, like Harley Quinn is very popular, but when like you know you see her coming up to the bus and she's saying like, oh, you know, oh, you know, it's it's raining, right? It's like oh, it's like the, the angels are splooging all over us, you know, and stuff like that. And then you see like um, 
uh oh damn what was it obviously they wanted to promote like king shark being like really like dumb then you had um uh amanda waller introducing uh blood sport by saying like oh you know he put superman in the icu with a kryptonite bullet it's very campy yeah but then this this is meant to be like you know for lack of a better word it's meant to be zany it's meant to be like bombastic and over the top because yeah that's what this this film needed you know and, that, and that's what it was lacking from the original because all of the sort of jokes in the in the first one fell flat because it yeah. they, they felt very out of place um i i failed to remember whether that was because of uh reshoots but in this it did seem that um james gunn was gunning no pun intended was gunning for a sort of a very light atmosphere with like these very these ultra violent characters and this insane premise the, yeah the, it's the antagonist is star or the conqueror yeah and it's insane it's not the premise is so uh basically it's it's so simple which is good i mean what happened with the suicide squad the first one was it was like a witch who wanted to create this like wanted to like destroy the world and stuff yeah. like that uh, and then, again, beams, yeah like, yeah well this one rubbish. this one it was just like right you gotta go in and destroy this facility it's yeah. a search and destroy facility you know and it's like yeah it's so simple and you know it's like oh yeah south american country you know needs to be liberated and stuff like that you know it's, yeah. it, it's stuff like that like it, it's very much like dirty dozen and I feel like Dirty yes. Dozen was the inspiration yeah. for this film. Well, um, look at the promotional material, especially the part of the posters, and the, the, they were very much based off the sort of like the old Dirty Dozens of mm. like posters. Yeah, this is right. This is meant to be like the the bad, um, like you know, like the bad batch were meant to be like the Dirty Dozen, but this is yeah. much better. Yeah, because the Dirty Dozen are criminals were brought out of prison with a promise that if you serve your country in the military you'll have your terms reduced or you um you know you, you'll have um you'll have amnesty if you serve your country well that's that's literally what the suicide squad is based off it's it's awesome and what it does, all in and what, for themselves you know yeah yeah and the um I mean, you know, we have stuff like King Shark, we have Weasel, we have uh, you know Mongol, which is basically like an alien criminal. But it's, oh, that, it's, was, that was the the orange, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But there's, you don't need to have an explanation why there's a king yeah. shark and stuff like that because what what I think this has helped as well is the DCEU has kind of set up that there are, uh, you know, not inhumans but metahumans and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know that like this is you know a king shark is normal. I think maybe if this was if this was a <laughs> yeah. If this came out before, if this came out and this was like the first kind of film in the DCEU, then I think it'd be like kind of like okay, why is there a shark and stuff like that? A bit more questions. Yeah. But what Suicide Squad does well, I mean, it doesn't have too much ties into the other films, does it? I, I think that's that's for the better. Yeah, to be I'm, honest. I mean, we had like some of the cast come back, like Rick Flag, uh, Captain Boomerang, Harley yeah. Quinn. And, um, you know, we, some of those come back. And we have a sense, obviously, this is following on from Harley Quinn for Bird of Prey yeah. as well. But it's like, oh, why is Harley Quinn back in, you know, suicide in the, in the prison? Oh, she's she was arrested robbing a bank, which is kind of like, oh, fair enough. And then you can say, feel that that is kind of like a like a, a follow-up from what happened in Bird of Prey. Yeah. 
And you don't need another explanation. What I did like in this film was James Gunn was able to continue the character of Harley Quinn. And it's really much... You think about Harley Quinn in the DCEU. It's really all about her kind of love life, her kind of... Her, you know, how men have kind of twisted her into you know being this kind of insane person, yeah. and you know she how she like associates herself with very crazy violent men and stuff like that, like the Joker. And then in both, you know, obviously Suicide Squad was about uh, um, well, basically you know, her and the relationship with the Joker, and then you know Birds of Prey was basically like her, you know, having that kind of female independence away from the Joker, and then in the Suicide Squad, this one, you know, she, it's about her independence as well. And to talk more about how, you know, she, you know, the Joker damaged her life really. And uh, in more ways than one. So, you know, I like that because I like the, like that's still kind of development for Harley still there. And I, I, I do like it. And I mean, I'll say like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn's amazing. And, I think she's probably one of the best actors who plays a superhero, probably yeah. as a whole. Like a, a, a comic character. The High Queen's not a superhero, it's more like a supervillain. Yeah. But she plays it so I, I think, well. I think it'd be good. Say, say if, like, um, it turns out she wasn't happy with the contract or whatever. She had a dispute with Warner Brothers. She left and they recast. I do not think they could they could cast her that easily. I think they'll have to sort of, like, push the character to the sidelines for the next few years until they got, sorry, and, until they found a suitable replacement that was on par with yeah, Margot Robbie. Yeah. But she's, even, she's good. Yeah. She, even she wasn't she's... my favorite part of this film, but she was a solid character. You know, she, she's very likable. That John Wick's very chaotic. Yeah. yeah. That, that kind of scene where she's shooting all his men, it felt very, very like John Wicky. And I do um, like her. that. It, it, it was very, um, signature james gunn especially from guardians yeah. of the galaxy 2 yeah 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 you know you have like these i wouldn't i wouldn't call them chaotic good but maybe chaotic neutral characters who they just you know they, they just it's it's just another monday to them you know they're just rocking along to like cool songs whilst just butchering people and especially when she was in that room i, I believe it was like the the armory room or something yeah she was like slamming the sort of like the iron gates against people that, yeah it was very visceral and it, like all of the blood was re- replaced by like the the flowers, and it was colourful. It's brilliant. It was it 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 it, it turned a very blo- violent, bloody like scene into something quite comical and light, which <laughs> yeah. is really good. Yeah, and well, we're um, seeing it from her twisted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So point of view, and I mean, this is probably that's probably the best action scene we've had of Margaret Robbie's Harley Quinn. I'll say before yeah. that, it was probably the scene in the police station in birds of prey but um you know i i think they should just pump out more films you know with margot robbie and harley quinn in them to be honest yeah you know, she's i um i listened to uh I, I don't think it was the full fat podcast i believe it was full fat videos uh he was saying that he he wants her to be in a sort of like a guardians of the galaxy-esque um experience so you know they she's in outer space so it's just totally just bonkers it's batshit yeah yeah i think that would work really well um she's never been one of my favorite characters though so i I can't really i i know like you know you you think she was like great but i don't know like 
I've never sort of connected really well to the character. Maybe that's oh, no, my, no, no. I, my um, fault, I think. I... But, uh, I really enjoy the performance in the original Suicide Squad. I think she's probably yeah. one of the best parts of it. I mean, oh, I'm, a big yeah. fan of, I'm a big fan of Harley Quinn because obviously, you know, I read a lot of the Batman comics and play a lot of the Batman games and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but even Birds of Prey, I was looking forward to because Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. And yeah. even if Birds of Prey wasn't the best film, I still enjoyed her performance in yeah. it. And even with, even with this film, I enjoyed Margot Robbie coming back as a, uh, as uh, you know, in the Suicide Squad, hmm. even like so, Rick, oh, even oh, Rick Flag, I thought it was pretty. Joe Kim as Rick yeah, Flag was amazing. His, his character was very dour, I thought, in the first mm. one. You know, he was like a lovesick puppy going after um, uh, the woman in Chan. Um, you know, like the woman who's possessed by the Enchantress. Who, yeah. Doctor Moon. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, something um, like that. Yeah, he, he was quite boring, a Boy Scout. But then in this, like I don't know, it, it was nice how they sort of gave him like that really like like comic booky like t shirt, and and he was allowed to sort of like joke along and have some like weird rapport, like like uh, friendships with like the members of the team. Yeah, you can yeah. see that you can see that he is the fish out of water with all of these crazies. Um, and I, but I think it was the natural successor, really. Um, spoilers that he will die and like the sort of like the successor leadership wise becomes blood sport he's forced to take up the mantle yeah it, in a way it's kind of like it's replacing the team for new team because yeah um i mean what well, who dies like it's you know obviously uh the characters that came back from the last one was uh well obviously margaret robbie's gonna continue uh, Joe Kinnaman, obviously Rick Flag, he dies. Jai Courtney, he dies, and that's really it. That's out of all out of all the original ones. That's the one coming back. Obviously Amanda Waller, but yeah, she's not yeah. really part of Suicide Squad. She's just you know she's director of it. And I, I did like uh, Viola yeah. Davis, so so she's stern awesome. and scary as as Waller. Like but, like she 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 pr- projects authority. Oh yeah, you know like. I, I'd say even more so in this one because you know when she's having a standoff with uh, Bloodsport and and she, he's got like um you know you know I think like the, his introduction was anything he you know anything he can make into a weapon he was holding that sort of like pen to her throat and she was still like she wasn't shaking she was trying to control all of her people because she knew she had the situation under control yeah she yeah. is such a strong character yeah yeah and, and the fate love to hate her. Yeah, and the face she makes as well, like Viola Davis yeah. is amazing, just conveying emotion, different facial expressions. Yeah, like the very serious kind of like, you yeah. know, don't fuck up or don't, mm. you know, don't yeah. fuck with me. You she's know, she's got like, an amazing range because, like, you see her yeah. in uh, Denny Villeneuve's Prisoners, and she's very like vulnerable because of her. Yeah, um, her daughter's been kidnapped, mm. and it's totally different. You know, you, you can sympathize with her. She's she's an amazing actress. I haven't seen her. Like, I think she's in. Is it Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or something? Yeah, I, yeah. I, is she in that? I really need to see that because I haven't seen her in a lot of things. I think it's. I I've been neglecting her sort of like her acting talent. But um, someone someone else who I was surprised with in the Suicide Squad was John Cena. Oh, John Cena's really good. He, um, he has got amazing comedic yeah. chops. Like, I mean, I, and you can see 
he loved every single moment he loves like he went to the the premiere he's gone to all of the press tours dressed as pe- uh, peacemaker yeah it's so yeah. funny and, I, I was um, a bit like you know like like the um uh people that started off in wwe you know that yeah. i shall not mention he he has got a good range <laughs> I, I think you know he's playing this sort of like this insane agent of peace by 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 using any means of force necessary to achieve peace it's perfect he's a, he's a walking contradiction and he's wearing like this big silver helmet it's it's brilliant the costume it, designs in this are better than the first oh yeah one. yeah um he um what, what was going to say um, you could tell that his acting's got a lot better, John Cena. Yeah, and I mean he's got but, he's got a good direction though, as well. Yeah, yeah, but like that's obviously got James Gunn, who basically did what he did with uh, Dave Bautista. Yes, he's doing the same with John Cena, really. Yes, and I mean John Cena, like he's you know they're making a Peacemaker show. That just shows how much I think the the studio execs enjoy John Cena's performance and the yeah. idea that it's probably might be James Gunn's favorite character. He's going to make a, a TV show based <laughs> yeah. on Peacemaker. I have but to it, agree. I have yeah. to agree. Look, looking at all of the screen time, the screen time and, and all of the jokes that made it into the final cut with Peacemaker, I'll have to agree. The, the, he was a standout character. You know the underwear, the, you know the underwear scene where he says in his underwear? Yes. That was definitely written somewhere. Be like, okay, we need to show John Cena's body, yeah. so we need to fit in a way. <laughs> I, I love how it was just like out of the blue. He just comes out and he's just wearing like these big, like these, he's like almost like, like a diaper. Yeah. yeah. A, a diaper. How American of me. Uh, um, uh, what, 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 what do we call him? Um, pants, pants, pants. Uh, uh, pants. Uh, you know what I mean? He looks like yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, it's like a diaper. Um, it's called the boxers, man. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what boxers are you wearing? Those, those were like really like like <laughs> puffy. Uh, oh my god, it's outstanding. I mean, Idris Elba. Hmm. Um, he he's, he's a great actor anyway. Oh like, yeah, I, yeah. I, um, I, I turned to one of the boys that we went with to watch it, and I said he should be cast as James Bond. Maybe he's a bit uh, too far down the line. I think he's too old now to be James Bond, which is a shame. (sighs) Even if he had one film, uh, you know, one shot as James Bond, I think he'd be perfect. You know, like, just be race blind. You know, James James Mm. Bond doesn't have to be like, you know, a a white Scotsman. You know, he could could be fucking Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Let's go. So I'm just going through the cast as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Now. So we've got Seth Stallone yeah. as the voice of King Shark and Steve Aggie portrays like the mocap yeah. of King Shark. I like King Shark. Seth Stallone was, yeah. I think he's a good choice to voice King Shark. Um, it, it, it was like having Vin Diesel as Groot, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like, you can tell like, oh yeah, come in for a few lines. It'd be funny as hell. Sure thing. There, there was two times in this film but I thought King Shark is dead, and he's yeah, still yeah. alive. The part where he falls off of the um, of the tower and he gets shot to death, and I'm like, okay. Wait, but you but... See, you see the tear running down his eye, right? Yeah, and, and like, I... I was like, oh no. And then he gets <laughs> up, and I'm like, oh my god. And then he gets like thrown by Stara into a building, which literally collapses. And I'm just <laughs> like, 
and he comes back and he's just like covered in like marks and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy, I, I this think guy's a beast. He is the most. I wouldn't say he's the most overpowered, but he's definitely the most powerful of the sort of like. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Characters because he's a go- he's a god, isn't he? Like yeah, he's, they, he's like descended from a, a god. Like yeah, he's he's essentially a demigod, isn't he? I I really liked um oh, what's her name um damn it um Daniela Melchior's rat catcher. Too. Oh, not a lot. I did like her. She's probably one of my favorite characters from yeah. this film she they, she was like heart wasn't she yeah yeah and it's i liked also with these new characters they had time to kind of delve into their backstories and give their personalities yeah. to them but it, do that, you think it was done really well just not yeah having, like, yeah boring, like cutaway sort of like flashbacks no like, no no original. they had her like reminiscing and it was like reflected in the 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 window of the bus i think that was really clever and There's like, some really clever uh, direction shots in this film. Yes, um, it's really, really great cinematography as well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, stunning shots. Um, I, I got to say, the sort of backstory established for Ratcatcher Two and Polka Dot Man are brilliant. But Polka oh, Dot, Polka Man, Dot is, Man is played off for laughs, but it's still very well done. Well, it Whereas, was. Um, oh, sorry, go on. It was. Well, sorry, carry on. I was just, I was just saying, like the um, Ratcatcher Two. Um, I didn't realize rat, the first rat catcher was Taika Waititi until the end. I knew it anyway when I saw it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. Well, I saw yeah. like, um, oh, you know, his burdens became too much for him. And like, I don't know, like you think, is that meant to be funny? Like he overdosed on heroin. I, you think like, you know, she, she's refusing to believe that he was a, um, a drug addict. It's tragic. Yeah, it's tragic. And she's carrying on his legacy. That scene she's, where they're um, she's the most wholesome of them all. Well, they on they're on like a statue or something like in, in um, like um, Lisbon. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought there was like like um like either like a a statue or a sort of like um not a minaret, like um a tower of like a church or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's it, yeah. I think it's a tower of a church or something. Yeah, I think it was yeah. that. And it's all about kind of like her relationship with rats and stuff like that. Oh, because uh, the way that like the rats are like her family, and oh, she has like a cut back so kind of bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, called Sebastian. Sebastian. That, do you know how his voice by the rat? Yeah, there was some voice to D. Bradley Baker. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. That's awesome. Brilliant. Oh my god, D. Bradley Baker. So, pretty much about Polka Dot Man, David Dashmalchin. Oh, he's he's doing really great right now. I remember watching him in the Dark Knight, and it was just like, oh my yeah, god! But he's really become small part. He's doing so well. He was in the At Man films. He's he's going to be in Dune coming up. Yeah, you know, De Vries. He, he's he, going to be fantastic. He he has he has. He has the face of playing weird characters. Like he's like, yeah, no, he's like to me. He he reminds me of um, oh, what's his name? Uh, who played? He reminds, uh, me of, um, he reminds me of the guy who played Ross Geller. What's his name? Um, oh, da- you know what I mean from Friends, R- Ross. Oh, damn yeah, yeah. No, um, I was thinking of someone else actually. Um, uh, let me find it quickly. The, the um, guy who played uh, Grima Wormtongue. Yeah, yeah. He is literally like the next Grima Wormtongue. Um, I'm trying to find his, find his name now, actually. 
Um, he, um, the guy who did Grima Wormtown was the original voice for Ch- uh, Chucky. Yeah, but Brad Dorif, because Brad Dorif, he played yeah. he plays some weird roles. So obviously he was he's playing the, the character that David's going to play in Dune. Um, uh huh. Yeah, and he you know he was obviously Chucky. He played uh, Grima Wormtongue. Hang on, and, he, he played Peter DeVries in the original one. Yeah, yeah. No way, did he? Yeah, Whoa. in the. Um, in um in the wow. the, the, Lynch, the Lynch one, and also I don't know if you, you watch Deadwood, but he plays the Doctor in Deadwood, and he's just so weird, like it's really just wow. weird, un, 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 unsettling guy. It's That's and I feel like awesome. David, David the uh, Dash Malchin, I think he's and the part of Polka Dot Man was in it was because James Gunn wanted to take the worst DC character and make him and some sort them. of and make him some sort of hero. Yeah. It is. It's I awesome, mean, the, right? The scene, the scenes with um, the scenes, oh god, the scenes, yeah, the scenes with him and his mother. I was like, oh god, this is like Chris Chan yeah. or something now, like, <laughs> but like, um, it was it's so, so weird. It's so weird. It's just but and it then how he's dancing, it? even he's dancing in the club, and all the women he's dancing with is all this his mother. It's yeah. just like, oh, but but don't you think that that could have gone one of two ways? It could have been absolutely like like totally unwatchable like totally cringe but it wasn't it trod a fine line but it ended up being so what the fuck crazy it was funny yeah and you thought, can imagine also, that was yeah. all james gunn that was james yeah. gunn thinking like that's gonna be funny as hell yeah like um he was he was actually quite useful he wasn't a character that was kind of like oh you know uh he's a useless a bunch of times even with the polka dots he was like useful wasn't he like yeah, and he had that that relationship with like Morton or something, his name or something like that. Oh, um, yeah, Milton. the random like Australian and guy. <laughs> I, what the way I saw that, I think I told you about this after. It was like it's. It, I, I think it's it's a piss take. You, you've seen films before where there's like a character there, and you're like, why is he doing there? Oh, like, and you're like, like, like a, a red shirt from Star yeah. uh, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, what what's he doing there? Like, it's like. He's really just underpowered compared to these other characters. Like, why is he dead? And I feel like I was taking a piss. And his idea that like no one just like you know no one just remembers him because like oh why is he doing that? You know because even I was thinking like why is why is that guy in this? Why is that guy still with him? <laughs> and I do love how they actually just took the made a joke out of it later on. Mm. I'm really glad that James Gunn he's got a really good relationship with uh, Michael Rucker. He's been in yeah. Slither. He's been in both the Guardians, the Galaxy films. Um, I really like how that he decided to start off with this character, establish, you know, straight off. This is what the Suicide Squad is. We inject the explosives in the base of your skull. Blah blah blah, and then you just kill him off. I think yeah. he's really good in showing yeah, that. They, they, don't they, get attached to these characters. They, they, they're they, going to they, die. Yeah, and they literally. Um, what's going to say? They. Uh, well, he, he was killed, wasn't he, by Waller? Because he was uh, running away. Yeah. Um, but it took you so left long. The battlefield. The, it took so long in the first film for them to, to to reintroduce all the characters, and then it had to be like little backstories. Yeah. And then they they had like the chip implanted, like like you know, we, watching this film, you know about the you know, even if you haven't watched the original Suicide Squad film, you watch this and you get a feel about okay, this is what is this is going to be like, you know, yeah. the Suicide Squad. Um, but yeah, I did like like the I'll say what should you call them? Should you call them like the, the first team or something? Because I feel like the second yeah, team is like, like King Shark, Ratcatcher, 
uh, the first Bloodsport. team, they just got like absolutely like butchered, and then you just think like, oh my god, like what are they all gonna get captured? But then yeah, it just like it switches to the second team, and you're like, oh what? That was, that yeah, was really, yeah, really cool yeah. little subversion. So, so who we got for the first team? So we got obviously Margot Robbie in it, um, Harley Quinn, Rick Flag. We have uh, Savant in it. We have got Weasel. Uh, we have got uh, uh, Javelin, <laughs> the, the guy with the javelin. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah. Blackguard. Um, the detachable kid. Yeah, yeah. Or TDK, that's it. Yeah, right. Nathan yeah. Fillion, Mongol. That was funny. And I love because Blackguard. He's like he. He wrote that about what Blackguard is like, like in in the comments. No, it's so funny. I, I'd never heard of Blackguard before. So 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 um, I read this up afterwards. So he's an he, he's an easily manipulated mercenary. So he 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 always has his plans that never go well. <laughs> and I love they made such a joke about that because it's like oh, Pete Davidson. Oh yeah, I you know I've tipped the tipped the military off about. Um, the court of Matisse military about where we are and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, this plan, his plan's going well. And then suddenly he just gets killed. It's like, he always has his, he always, he always like, he's manipulating, but he always has his plans that never go well. It's so funny. Wow. Um, I love how like he betrayed them as well. It's like, oh, wow. Like, absolutely. yeah, yeah. They're all full of arseholes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, did you, did you find it really funny when um, TDK, so the detachable kid, they're like, oh, yo, TDK, you're up. So then he just like he made his entrance. He like he detached his arms. His arms slowly floated to the the goons, and they started like slapping them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh no way! And then he's there like focusing on like you know moving his arms, and they just like faintly just slapping the guards. And the, Does he, doesn't his arms get shot? Yeah, his arms get shot to like bits. Yeah, don't they? and then he's just like flailing on the ground in agony. But um, uh, Sean Gunn portrayed uh, Weasel. <laughs> it was literally just like it, it was. It was there as a joke, wasn't it? Like, it, yeah, it's a total uh, joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he he drowns. I mean, that 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 part made no. Obviously, if he's died, because he said he died, Weasel died, but then he came back to life. Yeah. So was he? He must have still been alive then. So I don't know why I registered them that. Uh, oh, Weasel I, died. I don't think we're gonna see him again. I think that was a total just like yeah. Like, was it like a, a mid credits when you see him like he splatters yeah, all the, yeah. the water up and then he just like w- like walks off like you know, yeah like, yeah making yeah. those weird noises yeah yeah it is a joke you know it's like oh you know like out of all of them he's like he survives after going through that battle you know and like drowning he survives oh, it is it, it's, 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 that's the thing it's like it's all a joke. Yeah, um, yeah, it's all, it's all a joke. Peacemaker post credits. I was a bit disappointed, but it's just meant to be promoting the show. Yeah, um, yeah, I loved it. Honestly, like, uh, I, I was a bit apprehensive about um, like King Shark. How like you know the the role he would play, but I thought it was good. Though, like you know, he, he's like this totally innocent, but like he's the most powerful one. <laughs> yeah, he, nom, just, he, just eat, he just eats people in terms of like, no, you can't eat people. Um, <laughs> It was nice, so like, do you know, like that scene where you see him like looking out of the window in the bus, and he's like, they made him look very childlike. Yeah, like, it's a shark, right? But they made him look child. I don't know. It was just like the, aqu- the aquarium scene well was funny. It was funny. Yeah, dope new friends. 
And then it's like those like those fish things. They just like start to like eat him. <laughs> it's so it's so mental. I love it. Oh my god! So it, it, it was good. Yeah. Oh, the scene that made me laugh so much was when they betrayed the rebellion, um, the Red Bulls camp, and he just kill all of them. Oh yeah. And then they open the they open, they open like the doors of the hut, and it's just literally just like like Big Flag is fine. He's been patched up. They've been looking after him. <laughs> And they were like, oh, so um, Alicia Braga's character was like, oh, so uh, where is, you know, my, men did, my my people didn't say you arrived. And they was like, um, it's a kill, kill them all. <laughs> I, I loved it. It went so funny because do you see the, the, pink, the, the part of the guy just hanging out with his dick hanging out? Do you notice that? Yeah, yeah. It's so, they, they literally I mean, took like, it's so weird, right? For so funny. Yeah. You remember, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't have made a nude teen of 15. Like, it was just like it reminded me of like a like a really old sort of like film. You know, you know like those like those old risque comedies, like the National Lampoon's sort of like film. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Like it harkens back to this really like like not gra- well. It, the violence was gratuitous, but it was nice. It was like stylized mm. violence. Mm. It was very much um, in the same vein of Tarantino. But I mean, everybody's going to say that. Um, I, I'm going to say that this is what um, James Gunn's true vision is for violence. Like, yeah. obviously, in something like Guardians Ooh. of the Galaxy, you know, with Marvel, and it's very, it tries to be family friendly, you know, toes the line. James Gunn is very, um, it's scrubbed clean, you know, of anything that's too visceral. Whereas yeah. this, I get, I mean, kudos to Warner Brothers though for, for doing something so risky you know for taking a chance on this film i think it pays off i think certain films or shows are do better when they are r-rated like deadpool yeah deadpool yeah. could work as a 12 um suicide Squad works better as an r-rated guardians guardians could work as an r-rated but it's a 12 but does um, it need to be though you know. No, no, but Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad does need to be. I mean, the word Suicide Squad is like you tell us, like, okay, this is gonna be some serious kind of topics and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> and it's not like suicide that way, but it's kind of like suicide, like you're going into like going crazy, going to a battle where you know you're gonna be killed and stuff like that, but you're just bonkers. <laughs> um, but I, I loved it because, yeah, <laughs> that some of the 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 you know the the violent scenes are so oh my god! Were, like I saw you just gasping at times, or like yeah, you, you, you're like jaw dropped. You're like oh my god, that's brutal and stuff like that. Because I don't know, especially when there was sort of like close quarter combat. Because the gun stuff, yeah, it was violent, but you know, it's it's not that personal. Whereas you, you mm. see, like I think they were going through the camp of the freedom fighters, and they were literally like hacking them to pieces. Yeah, and then you see, um, they were trying to infiltrate Jotunheim the tower and um king shark it was in the trailer but king shark ripped the body in two yeah yeah i I don't think i don't think there was a lot of conversation at the time that this film was going to be that visceral i think it was like oh they've shown in the trailer maybe that's like all we're gonna get holy hell like king shark eating people and you see like um i (laughs) When uh, Polka Dot Man gets like crushed and like killed, and there's like nothing left but his costume, 
I, I had to laugh because it was so like, com- like it was like comic booky. Yeah, it, 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 everything about it was like mental. Well, I think it <sighs> works. It's, it's 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 kind of like comic violence, which is like yeah. it's not serious bloody bloody violence that that will get like an eighteen because like stuff like Saw, which is proper gory gory stuff, that goes into an eighteen. But this is even though it is bloody gory. It's not like you know. It's not like, um, it's not too too gory. And I mean, the way it's done as well. It's not. It's you know, you're not having like, um, someone's leg being decapitated, like in a very brutal, brutal way. It's kind of like a funny, kind of like shocking way. Like, yeah, I know it's, what I'm saying. It's kind of like what. Um, I know it makes sense, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, it's, play, it's, it's meant to be uh, funny. Yeah. Mm. I think, like, yeah, whereas, like, sometimes uh, bringing it back to sort of Tarantino, it's not always play- played off for, like, laughs. It's meant to sh- – yeah. it's it's exploitation. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the old exploitation films where you're meant to show this, like, gratuitous violence, mm. blood and gore. Whereas, I don't know, like, I, I thought that the violence in this was necessary because these aren't heroes. You know, they aren't, they, they aren't going to do the job, you know, save the day and nobody's going to, like, mm. uh, spill blood. These aren't heroes. These are people who will do what's necessary to, you know, to do this job that will see them, you know, that that much closer to freedom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, as I said, like, the costumes were really cool. I mean, standout maybe was um, Bloodsport. That was a very cool costume, especially, like, the the alien sort of mask. Um. And then you had, you know, sort of like Peacemaker was very cool. Um, Polka Dot Man, pretty cool. It, it, it was all pretty good. I mean, like, Peter Capaldi was all right, didn't it? I suppose. You didn't think um, there was much given to him? I mean, like, he's called the thinker, right? But, like, what like what are his abilities? You know, he says, I like, think... oh, you know, like, the, those nodes in his head make his brain good. But, like, what, what's his thing? Like, is he just like a normal scientist? I think he's supposed to be like some really just clever scientist, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I mean, he was, was he using his British accent? Was it something else? Because I thought he was, um, just using, he was using his normal I, it, it accent. It was a very, um, it was, <sighs> yeah, I think like they told him to use like a, an, a British or, you know, English accent. But, it, but it he, he said- did. Yeah. fell into his Scottish, his resting accent a lot. Yeah, Especially, yeah. you know, when he said, like, uh, you know, the Yankee Doodle fucking dandies. <laughs> you know, Malcolm Tucker from um, uh, The Thick of It. It's brilliant. I think they will, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite cool seeing, like, some of, like, Doctor Who being on, like, a superhero comic book film, like the Suicide yeah. Squad. Um. When's but, David Tennant gonna have a film? Oh yeah, yeah, de- definitely. Well, he, 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 was, um, he was on Jessica Jones, so yeah, yeah. He's um, what's his name? The Purple Man. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, Starro. So uh-huh. it's kind yeah. of like, oh, it's a running thing that Starro is like this this alien kind of starfish, which is so bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. Like rewatching it, you're like, it's a giant starfish attacking a city. It's, it's it's brilliant and uh, mind controls and stuff and it's funny joke because you know when like when he's where stuff is coming out of like hit out of him like the mind control things it was like sweat glands from like uh, an armpit yeah you know, that's, like, that's like, what they were 
Yeah, that's the joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and he, it basically, he was just like, oh, yeah, the, the Americans found this star, alien starfish and they were like, taking selfies of it. <laughs> and then the, our starfish took control of them and then got bigger. And I think there's been, there's been trying to experiment on it, really, haven't they? And yeah. then obviously the American government was involved, so that's why Waller wants them to go there, collect the intel. Um, which, okay, not the end when yeah. basically blood spot is like, okay, I've got this data. If you, you know, if you take set my daughter, you know, you ever, you know, take me back to prison on my daughter, everybody here, I will like, you know, um, I would put this online and you know it would become public. But wouldn't uh, all Amanda Waller should, could do is just basically just kill them because she got the chips in the head. Yeah, I does mean, that, doesn't make sense, does it? Like, that's the thing. I, th- I think like she knows that her sort of like her political credibility is on the line, and, and at the end of the day, I think she's a bit of a psychopath herself. But she's but, like the she she's lawful, so she's trying to like sort of stay in line with the sort of like you know she she doesn't want to be outed as just as bad as them. I yeah, I mean, it, it was it was very um, you know, like oh, everything's nice and tidy by the end. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, like how like oh yeah, the team sort of like get let off, even though they they assaulted Amanda Waller, and they took yeah over yeah the sort of like, uh, yeah uh, task force X. I thought that was a bit um, you know, un- underwritten. Anyway, um, everything sort of like sorted itself out. But if they make a sequel to this film, I and if James Gunn does come out to direct Suicide Squad, I don't want it to be another kind of oh they're back in prison and they're like oh you got to do this. If you don't do mm. this, you die. You know, if you escape, you die. And it's like you know chips in the head and stuff like that. I want it to be something like they're not in prison, but they have to team up to do to do yeah. an objective again. Uh, I don't know. I, I think there'll be like some, you know, um, you know, like previously on, sort of like you know, this is what we'll do, but it's less explained and it's more shown, showing not telling. I I think they should have like an entirely new team. I, I think they should, yeah. But it would be the same thing again, wouldn't it? It'd be like, oh, yeah, we've got. I mean, in- I've never read any of the uh, Suicide Squad like comics or graphic novels, so I can't really say what the the plot lines are. But yeah, I mean, I, I I'm sort of anxious that they're just going to do the same thing over and over again. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah as I you mean, said, bring, you know, do what we back, say, or yeah. if you don't be together, yeah. Bring back the ones that are alive, so like Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, um, Ratcatcher, and just. Like have them come back as a team, but also introduce other characters. But don't yeah. make it be like, oh, then prison, you get short time off your sentence if you do yeah. this and stuff like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe they have to come back for a reason, mm-hmm. and it's like it's out of their uh, yeah. own kind of. It's not that they want to save the world. Maybe like I don't know, um, something happens or caps like a, another enemy or something like that, and then they're like, oh, you need to yeah. defeat this alien or a villain. Yeah. Um, well, but you know, they, they and then Warlord's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, okay, you're still kind of fugitives, but we're not going to arrest you and stuff like that. You just carry on. Yeah. And just be like that. It'd be very different because 
in a way, the Suicide Squad, the, this film, was kind of like a soft reboot of the first one. Yeah, yeah. And I think if they make a sequel to it, it should be a bit different rather than, as you said, just bring back new characters and be like, mm-hmm. oh, you're back in prison. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't think they should include like people like, um, uh, like say, Bloodsport or Harley Quinn, because you know they're not going to die. You know, these big name actors, you know, that especially Harley Quinn, so, you know, how popular she is, they're not going to die, you know. So the whole ah, Suicide uh, Squad aspect is... And like, also, that comes under the attraction of the film because Margot yeah, Robbie's top billing, everyone is Elba, John yeah. Cena, you know, um, people know Sylvester Stallone, um, stuff yeah. like that. So you do need to have these characters. That's some, and you know, I want... There could be a good Suicide Squad film where the characters, all the characters die in some way. But then I kind of want characters to survive because I don't want to die for, for the sake of it. I mean, characters like, I don't know, Polka Dot Man is, you know, you're not going to have <laughs> yeah. him kind of around for later stuff. Like Margaret Harley Quinn is quite a, she's, you know, she's a fan favorite. You could do a lot more with her and stuff like that because she is a Batman rogues villain. Yeah. So she, and she can fit in like anywhere. So I think this having her killed off just for the sake of it is a bit. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't like to have Rick Flag killed off. Even though I probably wasn't a big fan of killing him off. Um, but I just, you know, it's, it's, it. I think could, you can have a, you can have a, you can have other people like Rick Flag. Rick Flags come up. Because Rick Flag really is just the leader of the Suicide Squad, who is basically like you know a mercenary yeah. soldier. But you had that with Bloodsport or Peacemaker. No, exactly, yeah. With Harley Quinn, there's only one Harley Quinn. You can't mm. just like kill her and be like, oh, we didn't we need another um uh you know um crown you know crown princess of crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you there's I only mean, one. I, I don't think she'll want that anymore. You know, she her, her character's progressed along, you know, she's oh, yeah. more heroic in a way. But you can do so much more with a character, and that's why I'm looking forward to if Harley Quinn because she cut Margaret has got top billing. It shows you yeah. just how much like she's you know kind of it's a character that like outside of the Zack Snyder films that is really popular, especially yeah. with like two mixed films as well. Like yeah, but she could you know she could pop up in other stuff and and all that. Yeah. I mean you know Margaret Robbie's appeared in like very small roles and um, like was that what was it that role in Focus. No, not focused because she was a main character. What was the role? It was the big well, short. It was the role. It, oh, was it the big short? She was in. She yeah, in it for like five she minutes. Was, um, she was one of the exposition sort of like yeah. characters. Yeah, but that she was, was, really, in it for that five... was really well done. I like. Yeah. I like the big short. But she was in it for five minutes. Like, yeah. And, How much yeah. did she get paid for doing that? Probably not a lot. She, but... she explained. Um, what was it? Um, subprime mortgages, right? Whilst yeah. being in a in a hot tub drinking champagne, yeah, can you imagine that role like it being advertised to you? You're like, fuck yeah! <laughs> All oh, right, shit. I'll 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 uh, learn about subprime mortgages. <laughs> Unbelievable! And he was like that famous chef, wasn't he? He's uh, he, he passed away now. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to look down, boss. You've been in like fewish in like. Like small uh, roles. Well, she was even in that uh, Dundee Tourism Australia thing. Remember that? Yeah. And that was that was funny. That was a small. That was like an advert. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The um, the, the joke cro- crocodile Dundee one. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was funny as hell. 
Yeah. That was, um, yeah. I, I, that's, so I would like to see Mark Harley Quinn back again in our future film. Maybe they do oh, Suicide will. Squad, yeah. Suicide Squad in Fate in space. That would be amazing. I, right. Should, that's what it should be called, right? Suicide Squad in space. Well, if you think about it, if James, because James Gunn has made deals to more DC films. Um, yeah, yeah, he's ah. he's he's make he's got another DC property he's going to be um, doing. Um, awesome. But if they make this like a sequ- uh, trilogy, you could like have the last ep- last trilogy no, film being set in space. Just go from uh, yeah. you know maybe going from like a you know what's what you call it like going from a tropical island paradise to something else way bigger. And then yeah. go into like to the space, maybe like do something like really high tech in the next film, and then the third one there in space. That will be funny. Fighting aliens in space. That that will be funny. Um, oh god, that's a good uh, that's a good point. I mean, let's talk about the score as well. John Murphy's score was uh-huh. really good. Yeah. Um, I I can't believe um, this wasn't a John Murphy, obviously, but um, the the love theme between. Um, uh, is it Gen- Presidente Luna and uh, Harley Quinn? Mm. That was that whistle for the choir by the Fratellis. Yeah, I, I love that album. Right, the album's Costello music. I love it. it unbelievable. I, I could not believe like, and it, the, the, it's just so mental how like, yeah, Harley Quinn's gonna marry like the dictator of this like little island nation. <laughs> so funny. Um, well- yeah, but the, the the actual su is it is it called? So this is the famous Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's that the is theme. It's awesome. I see that shot. That shot when you got the American flag in the background. That well, is that's right, meant that's to be brilliant. a mistake of um, yeah. Patton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From Patton. Yeah, well, was, yeah, yeah, Patton, yeah. This, this is like yeah, nationalism. Yeah, cool. And this is absolutely taking the piss. It's like Love these it. are Americans' heroes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, American heroes love it, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's like they're dying to save the world. I do love the, yeah. like, the, um, the oh, slogans. Um, Rain by Grandson. That was awesome. That, is that good. was good. Um, it wasn't featured, but uh, yeah, it had because uh, Grand- Grandson did. Uh, well, he did no reason, but one of his songs appeared in the the teaser trailer that was shown in DC Fandom last year. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. In in one of the trailers, the recent one, it was Rain, wasn't it? Yeah, that is that is a song he made for the Suicide Squad. Okay, right. I like uh, um, I think him uh, and him and Gunn yeah. have a good friendship or something. One of the um, the pro- promotional trailers had um, uh, is this Steely Dan Dirty Work? That was pretty. Yeah, cool. that that set the scene very well. I think. Yeah, you know, I like the um, like the really, cast. Like, you remember in like one of the original Suicide Squad ones? Um, it was playing heathens and it was really like moody and dark whereas no, heathens is a good song but uh, it just i don't know it's got a good soundtrack but it's just I the mean, film just i mean we, again it's you, trying to be like hard as the galaxy nonsense but then you have like rick yeah. rick ross and the joker just talk about lamborghinis yeah. and i'm just like exactly yeah this is bad but um yeah um you you were saying you were about to say about johnny cash was there, um Folsom prison brute uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you if you want a good version of that song or a good like cover of that song, 
type in um you know the song Folsom Prison Blues and type in like Rafa Man. And it's this part in Rafa Man where it's a song and it's like so dark. Like the it's like it's like it's it's made the film song like really dark. Um don't listen to it now, obviously, copyright reasons. <laughs> but um um no, have a look listen to it after the podcast. I'll send you a link to the to the to the video. But um I like that. Like life in the prison, isn't it? But oh, it's just class. I mean, it, it is really nice to go into a film and be absolutely like, pleasantly mm. surprised at something. It was, I mean, you know, I, I went to you, with you and uh, one of my other like friends, and it, it it was really nice to sort of just like sit down and watch an, a, a stellar movie. It, it was really good. Yeah, um, I, you mentioned before that people didn't like this film, and apparently they've been review bombing it. Why? Like, <sighs> well, it's it's not because of the film, and well, it's it's partially because you know of like the the ultra violence, but um, I think it's it's more so to do with the fact that um, they still haven't released um, the Iron Cut. Are you serious? And, uh, people still aren't happy with Justice League. What the got the new one? Uh, the the original one. Why? But, but, but possibly uh, is, the new one. If this was a film, which was which was kind of like okay. If this was like Justice League Two, but without Zack Snyder, okay, I can find that people view bombing it. But this is a film that's very different. And I mean, I mean, the, like the the Snyder cut was for a reason. Normally, I don't want to see an air cut. Like, do you? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm not. I'm not like shouting from the rooftops for it. No, I wouldn't mind though. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing the original vision. But then the, again, the reason, I'm not going to hold my breath. The reason it's like trending is because er- David Dyer is not shutting up about it. He just keeps talking about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not like looking forward to. It. If they announced it, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think people will. Com- you know, if people have the chance to complain about something, they will. Mm. And I, I don't mm. think those review bombs are going to have any effect really on the revenue of this film or yeah. the outstanding like review. Really, like the, the legacy of this is going to be pretty good. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it's going to be. A- people are saying, oh, you know, it's it's the next best film uh, DC has made since The Dark Knight. I don't think really that it's comparable. I think that it's great on its own feet. I think. I it's- think. For, for, it, for a film that you know it tries to be, it is fantastic. I think. Well, well the point is when I reviewed Zack Snyder cut Justice League, I said it was the best film DC film since Dark Knight. Yeah, but I think for that you need to take that trilogy separate and not compare it to Dark Knight. Yeah, Side. yeah, like the because, Nolan sort of like because some because people completely hold in its own. Because like people have said, "Oh, Endgame is the next best movie since the Dark Knight," and it's like. You, <laughs> You can't like you gotta say Endgame is the best MCU movie since I don't know Iron Man or but, stuff I mean, like that. You can you, you can know. say that for anything. You can say, oh, you know, like yeah, Endgame's the best movie since sliced toast or sliced mm. bread, right? You you by extension, you can say anything. You know, it's the best thing since the invention of the wheel. It's just a stupid com- uh, comparison to make. It is. And, it is. and anyone with a voice can make a comparison. It doesn't mean that it's valid, and it doesn't mean that yeah. it's good. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, people who go out of their way to review Bomb have nothing better to do. That's all I have to say. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed this film. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I did as well. What would you rate it uh, coming up um, to the final So, course? when I come out of the cinema, I said that I'd rate it an 8, right? But mm-hmm. thinking about it now, when having slept on it, I'm going to say 8.5. I'm giving this a 9. 9. 9, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. It was, it was brilliant. It's definitely got that rewatch. Actually, ability, I think. actually, no. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna give a nine point five out of ten. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. This is one of. Um, I I haven't seen uh, Slither by uh, James Gunn, but I think that very much like Slither because that was um. Well, it's it like a the... bit of like an in, a bit of like an independent film. It's it's uh, a pure James Gunn vision. And it's like the Belko experiment as well, which is a very oh, no, just yeah, yeah. violent. It, it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's comicy violent, but it's just a violent. It's like got black, the black humor, right? The black humor, like yeah, dark, so dark yeah, humor. yeah, 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 dark comedy, yeah, yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, like this is it, it is light. You know, it's got a lot of levity, but then there are moments of heart, mm. and you can tell that it comes from James Gunn. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I I don't know what I can say to to praise this film. More than I can, you know, more than I already have. It's fantastic. It's brilliant. I, it's like it's, it's a um, masterpiece. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. I think DC are wringing their hands. It's hey, hey, yeah, boy. You know, I, I think they are so happy that they they managed to secure James Gunn. Because I think James Gunn's going to be around for a lot for a long this time. This should for, be um... the template for DC going forward. I think. Yeah. Well, R-rated it's, films. Because um, yes, but also the sort of tone that this went for, where mm. they are, there's some very dark moments, but then there's some moments that, the, you know, the younger audiences might enjoy. But then it's, yeah. it's you know, it's it's a bit of everything, really, but it doesn't seem like a hodgepodge. I think this should be what people regard Iron Man to be. This should be the start, not the, you know, the, the final course correction. This should be regarded as the beginning of DC going forward. Perfectly said. I couldn't say it by myself. Um, yeah, brilliant. So, um, it's finished. Finishing off, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about the Suicide Squad. If you haven't watched it, please go and watch it. Support uh, James Gunn. Support DCU. You know, even if it's a bit bad apples, there's still some good shiny <laughs> polished ones you can give to your doctor just to uh, stay away. We've seen that meme. It's like an apple day gives doctor away. And oh it's yeah! It's like you've seen it's like a guy and he gets an apple and his doctor just disappears. But it's kind of like the uh, the the snap where like it just fades. Like it's the the Avengers snap. <laughs> yeah. The uh, thing that got so funny. God. So anyway, um, yeah, not talking about apples. Uh, uh, yeah, follow us on our Instagram pages, Facebook page, and on email. Follow us on numerous platforms we are on, including Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, Overcast, Amazon Music. Radio Public and Pocket Casts. Now, um, um, I will, by the way, I'll talk about it. Um, I've got like um, August set up. Um, so I surprise you and the listeners. So, um, so August, I was thinking, um, obviously, next week is the Bad Batch, completing episodes nine and 16. Then after that, there is a film that I want to watch, and that is Reminiscence. Um, have you heard about that one? We didn't cover uh, it in our. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah, I want to see if that's good. If it's not, if it's bad, I probably won't review it. But 
if it's good, I want to review it because it looks quite. Um, I mean, it's nothing much coming in August. So I can't. I want to review anyway. Like so. Um, like, but after that, then um, after that, I finish off August, I reckon we should review The Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's review this. Everything Witcher, and then obviously September we can discuss about. But that's August uh, set up. Uh, so we've got Star Wars next week, Reminiscence the week after, and The Witcher uh, spin-off um, animated film on Netflix. Looking at the origins of Vesemir. So, um, nice. thank you everyone uh, for joining us. Hope you have a good weekend, and we'll see you on the next Hoffy Coffee Cast. What is this, some side of Suicide Squad? <laughs>